We have two Jaguar players on Rivals of the Week. We have a quarterback you don't want to start in the fantasy playoffs and two running backs, one whose stock is dramatically up, one who is crashing. Let's talk about it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Rivals of the week, it's my favorite time, my favorite part of the show. It's the Rivals of the week. These are the players, one at quarterback, one at running back, one at wide receiver, and one tight end who scored the most fantasy points this week. Sometimes they may not have scored the most. We just feel like they made a dramatic impact. The narrative sounds good. It fits right. But this week, I believe all four are the guys who scored the most at each position. And, and crazy enough, there's two players on the same team. At quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. This is his first time on Rivals of the Week for us. The first time he's made the list. 368 passing yards, three touchdowns, well, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, actually. Only seven rushing yards, but he got a rushing touchdown in there. 33.42 fantasy points in total. If you started Trevor Lawrence, you got paid off for it. And, And just going forward, Trevor Lawrence is a pretty good option. That offense was rolling from the passing game. Running back, Jarek McKinnon, also first time on the episode. Actually, all Rivals of the week this week. This is their first time ever appearing on the on the uh, on the segment, so I'm really excited about that. Jarek McKinnon, I'm also really excited about just because I love Jarek McKinnon. I've had Jarek McKinnon in some dynasty leagues where I was holding him forever. It felt like every year he was getting hurt, every year he was out for the year, this that, and I would just keep believing, keep believing. I wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't let go of the fact that I believed in Jarek McKinnon. Here he goes towards the you think like towards the back end of his of his career here. And he's with the Chiefs, and it's this perfect situation right now for him. Last week, he only had 22 rushing yards, but he had seven receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns, putting him at 32.4 fantasy points in PPR. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's awesome. And that's what I I think we're going to continue to see. Not that kind of production, but we're going to continue to see as this, you know, going into the playoffs, everything for Jerry McKinnon is going to have a good rest of the season, in my opinion. I don't think I don't see how or why. Andy Reid would take the, you know, the foot off the gas on this one. Patrick Mahomes obviously is enjoying them. We've seen like they're, they're out there making video game type plays at this point between these two. So I really like Jerick McKinnon rest away. You know, it's funny because we kept getting caught up all year on who is the Chiefs running back. Who's the starting running back? Is it Isaiah? Was it, you know, Clyde? Jerick McKinnon might actually be the running back that we really care about the most. And rest away, it is the guy that I care about the most. At wide receiver, Jerry Judy, eight receptions, 73 yards, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns is definitely what shot him up this charts. Uh, eight receptions off, so is a pretty big deal. So 33.3 fantasy points. Russell Wilson got hurt in the game. We'll see how he's doing. It was a concussion. It looked kind of ugly. You've seen him on the ground. He looked totally out of it. But we'll see how that plays out. It will affect how you use Jerry Judy going forward. Is this just a flash game? Obviously, you're not going to get three touchdowns every week from Jerry Judy. For right now, you know, Jerry Judy, this was a fantastic game. And there were there were people, you know, you're starting him pretty much every week in, in most cases when you're dealing with bye weeks, injuries, all those things. It was making sense. Um, but again, with no Russell, you're going to have to really weigh whether you feel strong enough to start Jerry Judy in any other situation going into the fantasy playoffs. If you have a better option, I I personally probably wouldn't do that without Russell Wilson, but I get it. You know, you could take that risk and it may pay off. I mean, Russell Wilson hasn't been that great either. So another quarterback stepping in wouldn't have to be, you know, dramatic improvement for Judy to still be effective. Last guy on the list, Evan Ingram, 11 receptions. I can't believe I'm saying this 11 receptions, tight end, Evan Ingram, 162 yards, two touchdowns, 39.2 fantasy points. Really cool. 
we've been talking about the down weeks the tight ends have been having that, you know, we always talked about there's a certain group at the top, but it hasn't even felt that way too much very, you know, very recently at least. So it's cool to see Evan Ingram have this kind of game and the fact that he actually scored more fancy points than anyone else in the entire league this week. I think that was pretty cool. Evan Ingram for me uh, is the rival of the week at tight end. And it's exciting to see that because tight ends matter, guys. Tight ends matter. And if you're in a play in a, in a league where you get uh, tight end bonuses like, like I'm in, and someone like Evan Ingram is really a great start last week. And he's a guy you're just going to have in your lineup every week. Again, tight end is that position where you're going to always want to start him. I'm in a lot of two tight end leagues and leagues with tight end bonuses, which if you're in a league that doesn't have that, see if your commissioner will add it. Or if you're, or if you're the commissioner, consider that. It's a lot of fun. It adds a little twist. It adds a little extra um, flavor for tight end because it's kind of a stale, boring position. But if you add a second tight end spot, it makes it a lot harder. It makes tight ends more important. And then you even put a little extra points in there for tight ends and give them a little extra bonus, and it works out really great. So that is it for our Rivals of the Week. Again, Trevor Lawrence, Jarek McKinnon, Jerry Judy, Evan Ingram, welcome to Rivals of the Week for Week 14. Three things we learned for Week 15. I always love this part of the show because it's the three things that I feel like we took away from Week 14. Maybe you look a little even further back than that, and you apply it to Week 15. You apply it to the rest of the season. This is how we stay current with what's going on. A lot of people like get into fantasy football, they get into fantasy sports and they kind of take their thoughts from previous, you know, in the beginning of the year from prior, they don't, they don't keep changing and changing and changing. You got to keep adjusting. You have to adjust. Otherwise you drowned in this, in this kind of sport. So number one, three things we learned to Sean Watson is still rusty. He's st- it's just a fact. Just is what it is. I didn't want this to be the case. I wanted him to be able to come in and start balling right away. And I figured with the running ability, it opened up the possibility that that would be, you know, more, more possible because I thought, okay, the throwing game might take a little bit more time to catch up. But if he could run the ball, which is this extra, you know, X factor for him that, hey, he can make up a lot of that and, and, and cover for the rust that's coming off in the passing game. But still, less than 300 passing yards, one interception, one touchdown. It's just not enough. So what I say is this in the fantasy football playoffs, I'm not starting Deshaun Watson. I have a team with Joe Burrow. I'm starting him over him. If I, if I was even in a situation where I had like a Jared Goff or a quarterback, where you feel that he's been more consistent. I don't want to go into the fantasy playoffs too boom or bust just because it's a little risky. You could do it with like a flex starter or if you have like a third wide receiver, but I don't really want to do it with my quarterback. I don't really want to play around there too much. So Deshaun Watson would be on my bench in the fantasy playoffs if I, if I had a better option. If I don't have a better option, then it is what it is. He's not the worst decision you can make. Number two, J.K. Dobbins is back. Speaking of rust, there is none here. J.K. Dobbins, 120 yards, one touchdown, Beautiful game. I love to see it. A lot of times, in most cases, J.K. Dobbins was probably stashed by the person who drafted him. So he probably wasn't released or anything like that. If he was, certainly you have to pick him up. Certainly you have to get him on your team. But again, I'm happy to see J.K. Dobbins back. He looks healthy. He said that he's still working through this, you know, this injury, trying to get back his knee back into more of a game, you know, up to the game speed and the game shape. You can expect improvement even over this, but J.K. Dobbins is very promising to see this kind of game. It lets us know he's over that hump, which it looked like he wasn't earlier in the year. So I'm glad he was able to get that right and come back when it matters most in fantasy for us. So J.K. Dobbins, if you drafted him early, I mean, if you drafted him just to start the season, stashed him and stayed patient with him, you're getting the reward now. If you didn't, if someone dumped him and you have a chance to pick him up, definitely 100% get on the J.K. Dobbins train. The last thing we learned for week 15 is tight ends still matter. Evan Ingram, we mentioned him at the beginning of the show, was the number one scoring player in all of fantasy for week 14. That matters. That's important. 
because we're not just talking about Travis Kelsey as the only guy or a lot of people like George Kittle and Mark Andrews. And you're always wondering like outside of these guys, what do I do at tight end? And this is one of those cases. Again, Darren Waller's been out. He might return in week 15. That'd be nice to see. We'll see how he does. He's been out for so long at this point. I don't want to hear anything about injury with this guy, but you know, when, when you have these guys who are hurt or tight ends who aren't living up to the, you know, to the draft capital that you put into them or the, you know, the priority that you put into them on your roster in whatever shape, way, shape or form, when you get a guy like Evan Ingram flourishing in offense, that's hot. These are the kind of things you're looking for when you're targeting tight ends. Even if you're doing, even if you're streaming tight ends, you're looking for tight ends who are in an offense that are hot, that are on fire in the passing game. You're looking for good matchups for tight ends. Evan Ingram is just crushing it. And actually it's been a little, it's been consistent with it recently. So that's good to see as well. You know, shout out to Evan Ingram, man. Just, you know, to go from the Giants, kind of never got to the point where you wanted to see him do it consistently and injuries were a big part of that. But it's good to see him, you know, finding success now with uh, Jacksonville. Last thing for things we learned for week 15, let's just run really quickly through some significant injuries. Russell Wilson, Mike White, Kenny Pickett, Huntley, all these quarterbacks were hurt. And this is a situation where, like I said, if you have to start Deshaun Watson, it's fine if you're dealing with, you know, losing losing quarterbacks. But I highly doubt that, you know, you're in a situation where you, you shouldn't have even been starting a Kenny Pickett. Or Tyler Huntley, if you were starting him for one week, that's fine. Um, Mike White, I've actually liked. So if you were starting him, shout out to you. You've been listening. Russell Wilson, again, not the greatest situation, but, you know, there's some a lot of concussions here on these quarterbacks. That sucks. Again, they're a weird situation with concussions. We never know what the team is going to do, you know, in the situation, whether the guy's going to get cleared and play the same week pr- coming up or if he's not going to get cleared and miss weeks. So we'll, we'll see. There's something you have to monitor. Debo and DJ Moore at wide receiver got hurt, ankles, ankle injuries. We'll see. Again, these are all, all these injuries you're going to pay attention to because none of these guys are at least announced as like long term injuries. And then T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both in the Bengals, both out. Jamar Chase. Stock couldn't get any higher, but yeah, both of these guys are hurt. We'll see how they, you know, how they fare as the week continues. Will they get to play? Will one of them get to play? Will neither get to play? Only time will tell, but these are all guys you need to kind of take stock of, see what's happening, monitor the waivers, you know, see what you can do. Make sure you can maneuver these guys. Don't wait until they're, you know, called out and then try to replace them. Okay. Make your waiver move now. So that you have their replacement on your bench just in case these guys can't play. Uh, if you if you're starting any of these guys, obviously some of the quarterbacks you're not even concerned about in that case, but just in general, some of these wide receivers, some of the quarterbacks. That's it for the three things we learned for week 15. Week 15 top five player stock changes. We got to get into it. The stock values have been going up, stock values have been going down. Some have stayed very, you know, eh, kind of floating in the same range, but I got three players for you this week whose stock went up, and I have two players for you whose stock have gone down. The first guy, we'll start with the stock ups, and we'll do stock downs right after. Jarek McKinnon, back-to-back games with double-digit fantasy points, one week over 30 points. Obviously, you can't expect 30 points from Jarek McKinnon every week. You can't expect that from any player. However, to see that upside, right, to see that it's real, it's no longer, you know, can Jarek McKinnon have explosive games can jerry mckinnon score 30 points we know for a fact he can now we know for a fact this offense can figure out a way to do it so with the back-to-back double digit games the one week over 30 we're seeing a trend here we're seeing his stock going up 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 in this offense most importantly it's a patrick mahomes offense andy reed called offense a high scoring offense you want to get a piece of jerry mckinnon if you have him congratulations get him in your lineups i can't see a situation where i'm not starting him 
it's more more likely it's easier if you have like a flex if you have flex spots. Uh, if you have just running back spots, and that's the only option you have. It really depends on who your other running backs are, uh, because you, you can have Jarek McKinnon and then you know two studs, and then make things a little more difficult. Drop those in the comments if you have them. If you have any questions with your lineups in terms of a, a, a situation where you have two really good running backs and then Jarek McKinnon, we can chop it up there after the show. Jared Goff, another player on my stock up list, back to back three hundred yard plus yard games, actually multiple touchdowns, no interceptions. Lions offense is rolling. They do have the Jets defense next, so it's pretty scary in terms of a, a matchup perspective. But again, Jared Goff and this offense have been rolling. He's been spreading the wide receiver touchdowns all over the field. So it's not even like he's just locking in on one guy. So you go, hey, they locked down this guy. Can he have a good game? Well, he's spreading it all over the field. So it's a really good situation for Jared Goff. It's nice to see this offense really get, you know, churning right now. But again, back to back, really highly successful games for him. So it's good to see, but his stock is up for sure. Mike Williams returned from injury in a high scoring fashion, right? Like, did this guy not just come back and explode? I trust him the rest of the way. I got to be honest. It, I like the offense. I like his quarterback. I like his history and having success. He's a consistent player when he's not injured. So as long as he's not hurt, Mike Williams has to be in your lineups. It's just the way it is. He's that talented. He gets up and gets the ball. He's good in the end zone. I like Mike Williams the rest of the way for you as well, especially that he's healthy. He's back. Stock up. Now for the two stock downs. Travis Etienne, Struggle City, last two games below 10 points in PPR. 10 points, less than 10 points in PPR. Not standard. PPR. Even in high-scoring games where his offense scores a ton of points, he did not. That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign, guys. So Struggle City for Travis Etienne. Last two games have been bad. I mean, even you can even go a little further back than that. It's been a little bit of, of struggles here and there. So for me, Travis Etienne stock down. It's not a good situation right now. It hasn't played out as well as we had hoped, especially we thought James Robinson got shipped out. You know, Etienne is just going to go crazy with all the workload. It hasn't been great recently. And that would worry me going into the fantasy playoffs. Again, we talked about Jarek McKinnon, right? This is a situation where I would start Jarek McKinnon. I would go with the hot hand. I would go with the guy whose offense has been lighting it up over an Etienne, in my opinion. Last guy on the list here for stock down is Mike Evans. Since week nine, five receptions or less, less than 60 yards, zero touchdowns. You want that on your team? That's crazy. That sucks. That's horrible. That is not what you want to see confidence-wise going into the fantasy playoffs. Another guy who's a little different, though, like I may start on Mike Evans going into the fantasy playoffs depending on who you have over other guys. It really just depends on the situation. But Mike Evans struggling is terrible because we're used to this consistent factor with Mike Evans. His quarterback is Tom Brady. You don't ever really think you're going to get, you know, bad games out of Mike Evans. And that's exactly what we've been getting. Unfortunately, that's exactly what it's been. There's been no touchdowns. It's been less than 60 yards in all the games, five receptions or less. There's just nothing there for you. There's nothing, he's been leaving nothing on the bone for you. And so Mike Evans, as sad as it is for me to say this, stock down. Guys, that's it for today's episode, but I want to make sure you know that there's other episodes on the channel that you want to go check. You want to watch them all. You want to go ahead and binge watch them. There's tons of content there for you guys. I, I pump out the content here. I want to keep you guys, you know, constantly with new, new, you know, new videos dropping, new clips dropping, all kinds of new stuff. So let me know what you want. If there's something that you haven't seen yet here on the feed, but definitely go, go on there. Make sure you subscribe. Go into other episodes. Shout out to the YouTube viewers. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on your notifications so you can be alerted when future episodes drop. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, shout out to you as well. 
actually, if you're watching on Spotify, you can actually see the video as well. It's not just YouTube because we do put the uh, video up on on uh, Spotify as well. If Apple Podcasts, it is just audio, unfortunately. However, that's fine. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe on there. Share with a friend. You can always find us on Twitter, IG, TikTok, all at Rival Fantasy. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Just let us know, hey, I'm a listener of the show. I watch the show on YouTube. Please give me a follow back. We'll do that. We appreciate your support as always. Most importantly, visit RivalFantasy.com. Make a deposit. Start having fun while enjoying the games. Sweet promo running right now. 100% loss protection. Up to $50 with your first deposit. Use the promo code RIVAL. That that lets them know Neil sent you. (laughs) That lets them know I sent you. This way you get that promo. It gets activated for you. And again, Fantasy Bingo, Fantasy Challenges, uh, Fantasy Sportsbook. All kinds of fun stuff on there, fantasy book. I, I personally am a big fan of challenges. I can't deny it. I can't deny it's my that's my go-to. That's my go-to. But challenges, I mean, but bingo is fun. Sportsbook is fun. They all have uh, a lot of good stuff there for you. So go check it out. Again, rivalfantasy.com. That is it for today. We're out. <laughs>